0: And a black woman shall lead them Broadcasting from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Civic Cipher I'm your host Ramses Ja.
1: He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward You are listening to another episode, another week, another journey Mm. With Civic Cipher Indeed you are Um, Stay tuned, we got a
0: lot to talk about this week In particular, the black women making headlines for holding people's feet to the fire making history uh pointing out the fraudulent and nonsensical behaviors on the part of our elected officials
1: accountability is something accountability. Else yeah yeah
0: all of that sort of stuff um we have to shout out these people that are keeping a little bit of common sense in the political arena on our behalf and once again we are uh applauding black women for again leading us through this troubled time troubling time um we're also going to spend some time talking about some online comments now we normally wouldn't respond to online trolls you know this sort of stuff but some of these people bring up talking points that we feel you might encounter in your life and so by taking them from our comment section and responding to them here, we might give you again some some fuel, some ammunition some to, tools. Right, exactly, to engage with people who sincerely feel that way or at least have been taught to make these sorts of comments when black people are affirming uh our uh lives mattering. Or how uh, dare you (laughs) or, you know, uh, trying to make a way for ourselves or whatever the case is. So we got that and a whole lot more for you to stick around for. So please uh, stay tuned with us. But first and foremost, we are going to do like we always do at this time and discuss some Ebony Excellence. Shall we? We shall. So this week's Ebony Excellence is sponsored by Major Threads for innovative, fashionable sportswear. Check MajorThreads.com. All right. um, I'm reading from... AfroTech. Meet the black teen genius with a higher IQ than Bill Gates and Albert Einstein. British teenager Romani Wilfred aced his IQ test, according to BBC. Wilfred scored higher than scientist Albert Einstein, Bill Gates, and physicist Stephen Hawking at age 11. By achieving a 162, the young student who studies at a comprehensive school in East London is considered a genius and the smartest boy in England's capital. Signs of his exceptional brilliance appeared when he was a child, reports the University Herald. In preschool, Wilfred was able to read and write, and at 10, he wrote a justice theory paper that won him prestigious honors. It's that excellence that caught the attention of Mensa, a high IQ society that, welcomes people from every walk of life whose IQ is in the top 2% of the population with the objective of enjoying each other's company and participating in a wide range of social and cultural activities. Quote, I always remember driving him to nursery and he was telling me about something he'd seen on the news. And it was a very political subject, quote. His mom, Anthea Wilfred, told BBC. Later on that afternoon, I saw the optic on TV and thought, my two and a half year old has just been talking to me about this in the car. It was just bizarre. Um, you gotta take a look at this guy. Again, his name is Ramani Wilfred. Um, he looks like a kid. And it's his his smile is just beautiful. And uh, again, a higher IQ than Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein That is incredible. Yeah. So um, let's, let's check out the black face of genius and reshape how we think about that. All right. Um, I want to talk about some black women. I know you're not going to object to that, so I won't even ask you.
1: Absolutely (laughs) not. Actually, I insist. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Um, uh on this show over the years
0: we have really stressed the importance of valuing black women um all black women you know we espouse uh, in particular older like praying church women Um, from the, the type of women that we know from our youth, that's Mm -hmm. Q and and myself, those, those are the people that we go to if we need someone to say a prayer for us or, or whatever. But, you know, imagine this type of person, it's, we've said on the show many times that that's as close to God as we will ever be on this earth. Um, and this show was actually founded the, the source of inspiration that kind of led to this show was, a group of black women here in Arizona where we live in Phoenix. Um, they were protesting in 2020 and they were just these powerful, brilliant, uh, magnetic forces. And, you know, we're radio people and we're DJs, you and me, Q. Um, but these people that were on the streets protesting, they were, Doing the hard work the the social justice work the work that didn't come with you know magazine covers and billboards and tv appearances and djing at the sun's arena q was the the sun's uh, phoenix sun's arena dj um so they weren't celebrated in the same way we were but they were doing very meaningful work and they were kind of holding up the world that we were enjoying if that makes sense these black women that were ultimately ended up on the streets protesting and and guiding um all the people that came out to support um in 2020 and so ever since then we've done our best to give microphones to black women yes indeed to um support black women to uh protect um we we have to forgive me but we have to put the story that keeps coming up about You know, your friend that is um, trying to get some venture capital money for black women. We have to talk about that at some point. We
1: absolutely have to. And I'm hoping uh, that we can get Arian on the show. Yeah. yeah. My my friend from high school, founder of the Fearless Fund, who's under attack by legislators and Mm -hmm. just call it what it is, racist. Mm -hmm. who don't want her to help women of color. Yeah.
0: And. You know, for for those of that follow us on social media, you'll know exactly what Q is talking about. But you know, when I say protect black women, I mean we we create uh opportunities to air these stories on the radio. Um, and for those that download the podcast as well. Um so all of these things are part and parcel to the gig here. Well, we want to show you how putting your trust in black women would be well placed. Listening to black women gives you the most authentic insight into where we stand, and it inspires the path toward how excellent we can be as mm-hmm. a society. Um, you may know that black women are often last on the list for this or that, or they get the worst outcomes when it comes to this or that, or healthcare, or you know, anything, pick a thing, it doesn't matter. Black women suffer most on almost every metric um, that we value and that we track in, in the society. And so that's the place where you're going to find, um, the, the best aperture into our realist, most authentic, uh, understanding of humanity and how we value that. (coughs) So we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about some black women who are leading us as a country standing up for us. Um, I want to play a clip. Uh, this first clip is Shalanda Young. So let's, let's get that one going.
2: Taking the smallest amount of spending, do nothing about taxes for the rich, and they want to cut the smallest amount of spending, and then come and say we're doing too much for Head Start and child care and cancer research because that's what we're talking about. You cannot get on a better fiscal path by going after these domestic programs. They're the smallest portion of our budget. It ain't gonna happen. That's not serious fiscal conversation. Even cutting it 30% doesn't put you on a better fiscal path. So let's just get real. This president's committed to governing, committed to doing the right thing. This is who the Republican conference elected to be their speaker. He asked to work with us on the budget deal. We did that. We find ourselves here. There are no negotiations left to have on a 47-day bill. Speaker Kevin McCarthy says that he's not going to take a salary during a shutdown. Does the president plan to pause his salary also? Look, I'm glad that the speaker has made that statement. By the way, members of Congress have to get paid constitutionally, so maybe he'll put it in a sock drawer. I don't know, but they have to get paid during a shutdown. That's theater. That is theater. Yeah, I will tell you the guy who picks up the trash in my office won't get a paycheck. Right, hmm. that's real, and that's what makes me angry.
0: So, um, obviously, she's referring to the once looming government shutdown that the Republicans, at the last minute, I think they passed like a forty-five day funding bill or something like that um, in Congress. Um, but I think that her words are extremely potent and really drive people's attention to the issues at hand.
1: I just wish more people could hear them, right? The way that our country has started to consume information is very, very partisan, very, very divided, and very, very, in some cases, like she said, theatrical and fictitious, Sure, sure. right? So words like hers, they won't run that clip on Fox News where a lot of people who would need to hear that Go to get their information yeah. right because the things that she's saying, she's not being um salacious or angry or yeah. she's just saying real truth. Yeah, you know, they're they're trying to cut money from, from head start programs <laughs> from head start that help the least of us, yeah. But they won't even mention you know the the tax cuts for billionaires, like yeah. these big huge chunks of money yeah. that really could have some fiscal. Um redirection for us. Yeah. They don't want to touch any of that money because it's them and their constituents that benefit from sure, it. Sure. The people that vote for them and the people that they quote unquote represent would benefit from a better plan. The type of things that she's talking about, but that base won't even listen to those words, no matter how true they are. And that's the 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 path that we're on. That scares me the most. So this is why
0: we needed to make sure that we were sharing this content with you today, so that you know about her. I want to read a bit from Angela Rye was another black woman but she posted about the clip you just heard um and it gives you a little bit of context and background on to who uh shalonda young is so um angela rye posted and a black woman shall lead them another crisis averted for now my good friend Shalanda young has been teaching us about dollars and cents since our capitol hill days she's now taken her incredible gifts and talents to the office of management and budget as its director um so in that clip you may not have seen it but in that clip, she was speaking from the White House. Uh, this uh, post goes on to say, Shalanda, your dedication in keeping the government open and ensuring the most vulnerable among us are never forgotten is truly
1: appreciated. Okay. One black woman. Once again, Shalanda Young, Director of the United States Office of Management and Budget. Boom. All right. Now, let's talk about
0: a clip you may have seen because it actually did air on Fox News and a bunch of other um, uh, news Sources as well. Actually, I'm going to paint the picture for you before we actually um, roll that clip. Uh, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Let's 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 do the, the clip first. Jasmine Crockett, Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett, let's play the clip.
3: One has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. <laughs> Looks like in the sh** to me. Mm. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say, on a stage at Mar-a-Lago when we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets. Seven counts related to obstructing the investigation. Three false statements. One count of conspiracy to defraud the United States. Falsifying business records conspiracy to defraud the United States. Two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings. One count of conspiracy to violate civil rights. 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements. Eight counts related to soliciting and i could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but i will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence. We need to get back to the people's work, Mm. which means keeping this government open Mm. so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield.
0: I will yield. Okay, so uh, again, Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett reminding the Republicans that that put forth the articles of impeachment against Joe Biden that they were baseless that they had no proof and that this whole thing was silly.
1: Once again, theater
0: theater. Okay. Let me read this. Um, all right. So Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett representing Texas as a Democrat, didn't mince words during the recent GOP led impeachment hearing into president Biden. Crockett criticized house Republicans for their laser focus on Hunter Biden. Huh? His alleged foreign dealings while sidelining what she termed as Trump's shady business dealings with the Chinese government. In other words, They're trying to zero in on Joe Biden's son while looking past Trump's actual dealings with the Chinese government. Amongst uh, other things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Crockett presented a detailed fact sheet from the Congressional Integrity Project, shedding light on Trump's financial entanglements with China. She lamented that the GOP seemed fixated on Hunter Biden rather than addressing the allegations against the president directly. Expressing her dismay, Crockett highlighted the absence of tangible evidence pointing to a crime committed by the president. Expert witnesses called by Republicans during the hearing echoed this sentiment, stating that the current evidence wasn't sufficient for an impeachment. In a fiery moment, Crockett suggested that the GOP appeared to be turning a blind eye to critical evidence while referencing documents reportedly discovered in Trump's Mar-a-Lago bathroom. She went on to enumerate the various indictments in courts currently facing Trump underscoring the gravity of the allegations addressing the emotional aspect. Crockett emphasized that the president's true guilt lies in his unconditional love for his child. She implored for a return to the people's work, emphasizing the urgency of keeping the government operational to prevent hardships for citizens again. So this is just prior to the extension of 45 days or, you know, whatever, but gives you an idea. Uh, Hold that thought because I want to play the, the AOC clip. And I know that AOC is, is Puerto Rican, but we claim them to, so we're going to let her have she's her moment. She's a woman.
1: Well. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. And then she's a woman of color. So yeah. the fact that she's Puerto Rican is not oh, no, some disqualifier st- or no, I, no, no I, way does that separate her from us. Listen, if, if we wanted to get like genetic with it,
0: <laughs> I could show you just how black she is too. But anyway, we're going to, we're going to hear from AOC, uh, our sister. So run that one.
3: Mr. Turley, I have a simple question for you in your testimony today. Are you presenting any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the president of the United States? No, I'm not. No you are not. Ms. O'Connor, you are the second uh, Republican witness here today. Have you in your testimony presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by pre- by the president of the United States? I have not. Thank you. Now Mr. Dubinsky, as the third and final Republican witness, Uh, In this hearing, have you in your testimony presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the president of the United States?
2: Uh, I
0: have not.
3: And Professor Gerhardt, uh, given that you are the minority witness, I assume the same, correct?
0: I'm not a fact witness, correct. Thank you. So. Real quick, that that shows just how right Jasmine Crockett was. But AOC was just straight to the point. Do you guys have anything here? And and the benefit to you, our listener, and to the American people is that we get to see the hypocrisy and, as Q keeps mentioning, the theater behind this whole thing. Please go ahead.
1: I mean, first and foremost, you think at the end of that video,
0: it'd be over,
1: <laughs> it'd be a mic drop, yeah. But it's not, and that's me. the infuriating part. I mean, we we spoke about this. Uh, on several shows before why so many people have just become completely disenfranchised and have kind of tapped out of our political process Yeah, because so much of it is political theater. So much of it is propaganda. So much Mm -hmm. of it is blatant lies and hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And the trouble with that is that those of us that are infuriated by this, we quit and don't participate. Those who are very, very much entertained and, Made happy
0: mm-hmm.
1: by this type of, uh, positioning, by this type of propaganda, they participate fully. Mm-hmm. So they continue to get the results that they want. Ironically, not even results that benefit them, just results that they can feel happy about because they share the position of those that they're voting for with regards to white supremacy, racism, uh, xenophobia, bigotry. They share those positions. So they delight in people that they think, think like them mm. having some success and, and being able to, you know, <laughs> pump their fists and say, we got one, we got one over on you. And then those people go back to work and do nothing for them. Yeah. And just continue to make life more and more difficult for those of us who, um, are just baseline, decent, yeah, decent citizens of this country. It's really, really discouraging, really, really infuriating. Um, you know, I try to to keep light, but you've seen how upset I get about yeah. this because it's a cycle that seems to not stop. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Leave it to Q to break it down, man. You're, you're really good at that. Um, so we're talking about black women leading us through this troubling time. Um, so let's let it ride. Uh, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't shout out Letitia James, the uh, New York City Attorney General. Um, she's got Trump on the road, her and the judge looks like, you know, they have, uh, you know, for his, um, fraud, 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 civil case, civil fraud case. I'm sure. Um, actually, let me just read this. Okay. This comes from CNN, NYC attorney general, Letitia James accuses Trump and two of his adult sons and the Trump organization, as well as top executives of fraudulently valuing real estate properties to attain more favorable loan and insurance terms and tax benefits. Um, and, uh, it seems like it's going well for her right now. i not sure when you'll hear this episode or what the outcomes will be, if if there will be any other outcomes besides this. But um, right now, we have to you know give credit where it's due. She's doing her job. She's unafraid, and she's getting attacked constantly by Trump.
1: The really interesting part, Ramses, is that the party of law and order, <laughs> hey, it's ahead. all about it until it's aimed at them yeah. and then they just call it all corrupt all a scam all a fraud yeah. Yeah. right the whole blue lives matter movement the whole you know justice for all movement that they that they you know parade and parrot mm-hmm. when it comes time for true accountability and for the law to be not turned on them but just used the way that it should be mm-hmm. then it's all bs yeah you know this judge is somehow a democratic puppet and all of the charges are made up and Trump they sound like victims right the and they, they say that we sound like violence against these people and his followers as we've seen will carry out those charges that he makes yeah. on a microphone in public on purpose so we we have to be very careful um and we have to somehow remain diligent man and, and kind of get back involved in the political process in this country because we'll be swept over if we don't absolutely well um
0: I want to mention one more person. She hasn't yet fully blossomed, but she's, she's past the starting line right now. Uh, I'm going to read a bit from the LA times before we move on. Uh, Butler becomes the first out gay person of color to serve in the Senate and the first out LGBTQ plus person to represent California in the chamber. Uh, Lafonza Butler is a California's newest Senator following a historic swearing in ceremony with vice president Kamala Harris Tuesday afternoon in the U.S. Capitol. Flanked by California Senator Alex Padilla and Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Butler raised her right hand to take the oath of office. The Senate chamber erupted in applause as Butler signed her name. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell shook her hand as Butler walked off the Senate floor. Governor Gavin
2: Newsom tapped Butler on Sunday to replace the late Senator Diane Feinstein. So we got to shout her out as well. Absolutely.